Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 73, where a podcast that talks about pop culture things that we enjoy. And sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John. I am joined, as always, by Andrea. How are you doing? Very, very well this evening. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. That was not on my level. I was very, very well. And you were like, pretty good. Oh, well, I was just debating saying the thing you talked, told me I'd open with, but I just, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm in your head now. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, anyways, we are going to be talking later in the show, the latter half of the show about Netflix's kingdom mm-hmm. season one. So mm-hmm. if you've seen Netflix's kingdom season one, stick around for that. Um, before that, we will avoid spoilers and get into a little bit of uh, some drink holidays and some news, which is pretty heavily dominated by gaming news. It's been some gaming things. So that's kind of our our rundown of what you can expect. And um, yeah, so you're great. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm great, too. Welcome really. to Wednesday. Yeah. And um, but. How's the rest of your week been? I feel like we actually just talked pretty recently because of our weird schedule last week. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't been quite as long, but uh, managed to fit in a few things this week. I finished uh, Ruin and Rising, the last book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Uh, great ending. I really enjoyed the series. I was sort of lagging a little bit in the middle. Like there was some some kind of drops in plot, but then I feel like she really picked it back up. So I am excited to see... Uh, where the Netflix series takes it, because obviously they've been renewed uh, for season two. So that's not new knowledge, but um, or it might be new knowledge to somebody else, but at least it's not spoilery. Um, so, yeah, so I'm excited to see where the show takes it and what they they make of like the last two books. So that was fun. Um, I also branched out a little bit. Um, you know, we're both anime fans, um, but I I tend to stick to like certain kinds of anime that I tend to like. But I branched out and watched my first <laughs> way to represent John. You're just wearing all the stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I branched out and I tried my first sports anime uh, because mm. I'm getting back into volleyball season later this fall. Oh. So yeah. I decided to watch Haikyuu, okay. which is a volleyball anime for those who don't know. And it was really cute. I really liked it. Um, you know, it's it's obviously quite different in terms of like plot line. There's no like, you know, oh my god, cliffhanger, live or die. You know what I mean? Um, as there is in like some other animes. But like, yeah, the first couple episodes were really cute and really fun, and um, just kind of reminded me of like the the upbeat side. You know, like the encouraging. Like, remember how fun this is, and you know yeah. how fun it can be when you work hard and you're like really invested in the competition. I don't know. It was just, it was really fun. It was kind of like a weird anime version of if anybody else was watching Ted Lasso. Oh my like, gosh. Every <laughs> week. You are now. Every week, now. Every week now until you crack Jesus. and you watch it. Yeah, I guess. I swear. Um, See, I was going to say My Hero Academia. That's what you're telling me right now. That's what it sounds like. The uplifting. Okay. All in, invested, yeah. go-getter kind of thing. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that is... You wouldn't know, but you will someday because you're going to watch it. But that is Ted Lasso as well. It's the very like, yeah. remember when how fun this is when you're like invested. So I don't know. Okay. Just kind of a 
enjoyable time. Um, and then I also watched uh, part of the first, um, part of the first, the first part of uh, Val Kilmer's documentary slash movie, which premiered on Amazon Prime, Val. And that was yes. a fascinating glimpse into his life. I'm not done I, yet, so I don't want to okay. talk about all of it, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Okay. I was excited to see you throw that in the rundown because I kind of forgot. I put it in the calendar, then I forgot about it, then I remembered mm -hmm. it, and now I had forgotten it. So you put that there. So yeah, I got to yeah. I gotta try that. Yeah, it was kind of one of those things where we had talked about it. I was excited about it. I also forgot. Um, but then I was kind of searching around for something to watch. And I was like, you know what's, what streaming platform I haven't visited in a while is Amazon Prime. I feel like I haven't watched anything on there in a while. Let me just poke around, see what's there. And uh, that popped up. And I was like, that's right. I was really interested. So, yeah. Awesome. So far, so good. Would recommend. Cool. I, I will get there. Absolutely. Um, I want to say just thanks to a couple friends, Mike and Renato, for jumping in hey. the chat and uh, tuning, in, tuning in this evening. So thanks for being here. Welcome, welcome. Yes, um, Renato, you do have to watch Ted Lasso. See? <laughs> See? I wear you down. Mm, okay. <laughs> Well, I def my week definitely didn't include Ted Lasso, um, unfortunately, I guess. But uh, we did get into some crazy shenanigans at sea in yes, uh, Sea right. of Thieves. How did so that go? My wife, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit of a learning curve, um, but it's better than when the game launched. <laughs> and... It's a it's a blast. Like we haven't played all that many sessions, but so far mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. This last one we did, um, we went on the, one of the tall tale things that's incorporating Pirates of the Caribbean. So like Jack Sparrow's in there and stuff, and Davy Jones and everything. So we did the first part of that. Okay. Um, and that was that was fun. And then we ran into this other ship that we thought was probably uh, NPC ship. Turned out it was real people, and we sunk that sucker. Took oh, all their loot. Oh, nice. And an NPC ship was coming after us. And I'm telling you, it's just one of the most intense things <laughs> I've done in video games, honestly. Because it was the three of us like scrambling to like repair the hull, blasting with cannonballs. Like I'm trying to steer and evade. We're like, mm -hmm. which way can we get out of here with the wind? And their ship was way faster than ours. It was just like harrowing. And then the <laughs> Ashley gets stuck on the ship by herself at one point near a volcano and the ship's on fire and she's trying to put it out while she's on fire. Oh, man. Utter chaos. Utter <laughs> chaos. So. I was I was just about to say, so you got a taste of like real, you know, kind of old timey pirate life. But I don't know that old timey pirate life involved being on fire I near mean, a volcano. Island. Volcano Island, sure. Oh, yeah. All you're, right, all right. you're there. You're you you hid your treasure. You hid your booty. Okay. On some, you know, deserted island, and uh, little <laughs> did you know, volcano. And now you're on fire. Now you're on fire. So exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I did a uh, well, yearly tradition, generally speaking, Renaissance mm -hmm. fair. So finally got to that how was it it was great yep it was very good 
Good. Weather was good. Awesome. Worked out well. I got some new bracers. Nice. So. Yeah, you were, uh, you were in your Faramir costume, yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent choice. Basically, I'm going to stick with that and just kind of add to it or whatever for the most part. So. Excellent yeah. choice. Yeah, That's I cannot wait. I cannot wait to go in October. That's when we have plans. So hopefully the weather holds out. You know, we were kind of hoping it'll be cool, but, you know, I don't want like, I don't know, snow or torrential rain or anything, but yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, um, we have some only two drink holidays Mm -hmm. uh, this week. Yes. Are you participating? Yes, I am participating in today's. So today, August 25th, it is Whiskey Sour Day. Um, and I haven't had a whiskey sour since like college days when drinks needed to be sweeter to mm. go down, you know. Um, but I decided, what the heck? Why not do a little throwback and have some fun? So I've got a whiskey sour, but I put my own twist on it per Renato's suggestion. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, we've got. Crown Royal as our whiskey. We've got the sour, but then I also added a little apple pie moonshine. Oh, and I'm calling this drink in honor of what we're talking about later, Netflix's kingdom, the crown prince. Oh, so, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Wow. You know, you know, I'm, I'm tricksy with the words. So, <laughs> so yeah, that is what I'm drinking tonight. Um, and then in a couple of days, August 28th, it is National Red Wine Day. Okay. So have you got something to celebrate either of these holidays, John? Are you going yeah. rogue? No, I'm, uh, you know, falling in line, uh, <gasps> obedient as ever. I have a whiskey <laughs> sour as well. Oh, man. Cheers. Cheers. Excellent. Yeah. How do we do that? Oh, other way. Uh, I'm there on my go. screen. There we go. Except, Cheers. Yep. All right. <laughs> um, I, I know I have sort of the, uh, incorrect glass but uh i just made mine a little stronger so um Excellent. so a little higher nothing wrong higher with that but i'm using angel's envy for the whiskey and mm. um otherwise nothing else particularly special i suppose where does that come from i th- like what think is it a kentucky okay okay so mm-hmm. we're kind of matching a little bit. I've got my apple pie moonshine, which always makes me think of like mountains. Sure. You know, kind of Appalachia region. So yeah, there you go. it's good. I mean, I, do you have a sour mix or do you just. I made a sour mix. Okay. Yeah. I've just got, it's just lemon juice in mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. All right. Well, that's great. We're, we would go from a week where neither of us have anything <laughs> alcoholic. So we're definitely not contributing to the, the holiday. Um, to now we're both, we're drink twinsies. Perfect. We're drink <laughs> twinsies, clothing twinsies. We got it. We got this. Um, all right. Some news. Uh, news is largely games. I have yes. some things I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to rant about. Should I start with the rant? Start Should with I the st- rant. Okay. Start strong, John. All right. I'm not podcasting right if you're not ranting, right? I suppose, huh? <laughs> um, the first Kaui Bebop photos came mm. out from Netflix is oh boy. adapting Kaui Bebop. Yes, they are. The classic anime 
mm-hmm. into a television show, live action. Um, did you get to see these photos? I did get to see these photos. Absolutely. What do you think? Now, you have not seen Kawi Bebop or much of it, correct? I've not seen much of it. No, which is my in in a, of itself. It's yeah. my shame, and you just exposed it to the world. Thank you, John. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have not seen much of Cowboy Bebop. Just uh, like the first episode and a few like scattered pieces here and there. Um, it is absolutely on my to do list and will happen before this comes out. Okay. So, in terms of what I think, I am so, so scared for this because I love John Cho. Love him. Mm. He is awesome. He's a seriously underrated actor. And I love that, like, he's getting more exposure lately. I'm just terrified to pieces that this is, like, not going to work. Because so many people have so many strong feelings about like the anime anime Cowboy Bebop and it's not going to translate into live action and he's just going to get like ripped. And I'm just so terrified for him. That's how I feel about (sighs) it. Like I'm I'm, like so excited to see him. And then on the other side, I'm absolutely terrified. Okay. And I sense a rant is coming because you are not happy with Cowboy Bebop. Well, let me just say, we talk all the time. I, I have to ask. Before the rant starts, is it is it like John Cho being Spike Spiegel, or is it like another character that was featured in the photos? Or is it everything? It's well to start. We talk about all the time of unnecessary adaptations to other absolutely, media. yeah. So this is that category. Yeah, you know? it just I understand that of anime, this one has a better chance of translating. Mm-hmm. to live action than many others do mm-hmm. of course um but it's a classic that doesn't need to be messed with now mm-hmm. okay so they're we t- we set that aside and they're going to make this show it's going to happen it is happening it has happened um <laughs> and we accept it all right um i actually when i first heard about john cho being spike i was like i don't know about that mm-hmm. but with the photos and what good. we have here. Like, I'm okay with I'm okay with this. I'm okay mm-hmm. with this. Like, I actually like the suit they gave him. Mm-hmm. It's uh appropriate and modern, you know. Um I the, the other two I'm more worried about, and then we're not mm-hmm. seeing Ed. Okay. Yeah. So um the other Faye, two look a little more costumey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rather than like them wearing the clothes, it feels like the clothes are wearing them. Like I feel that especially for Faye. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like how they're trying to be inspired by Faye for her costume. Like you can Mm -hmm. see the inspiration there. Yeah. Um, but um, I know I'll be frank. There's a couple things. So, Jet Jet Black, for funsies, they just made him black. Okay, it's a different. It's a different medium. It's mm-hmm. not that big a deal, but um, he's looks less like the character then, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Faye, I don't know. It's going to be hard to find a Faye, but what I'm worried about is a couple of things of this show is that there, one, is there going to be a lot, lots of smoking in this show? Is everybody going to smoke and mm-hmm. they're going to be chain smokers? Probably not because it's no longer appropriate. 
Two, Faye is kind of a lot about until she sort of like becomes more comfortable with herself really and like stops running from her past and things. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. She is all about using her sexuality to get what she wants. That Mm -hmm. is the character she is. So this is, these are just a few photos. So I'm not going to kill them over a few photos, Mm -hmm. but they're trying to recreate an image even from the anime art done in one of these photos. And Faye is not wearing anything remotely revealing. So it's just not at this point with these photos suggestive of who Faye is. Sure. Um, and then the other element is just that it looks too clean. It looks yeah. like a CW show right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Bebop needs to feel lived in. And right now when you look at these sets, they look like sets that are supposed to look lived in. You yeah. know, they're clearly purposefully aged, which obviously you always do, but that can be done realistically or not. Mm-hmm. Right now this looks bright and kind of vibrant, whereas mm-hmm. Bebop is gray and smoky and mm-hmm. you know dirty. So mm-hmm. I'm not these photos are not encouraging. I think John Cho in his suit as Spike is the best thing of him. So well that makes my uh my John Cho loving heart happy. But yeah, I, I do agree that everything looks sort of teen drama-y still. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like a CW show where everything is just like a little bit too bright and poppy for mm-hmm. what you're looking for out of a grittier show. Um, you know, kind of the difference between like the Arrowverse on CW and like Netflix's Daredevil. It's like, yep. like they're they're both exactly. good shows, but they both have a very different aesthetic. And if you're supposed to be Daredevil but living in in uh, Arrowverse, then yeah, mm-hmm. not great. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Like I like I said, I'm very terrified for this show and and the way that people will react to it. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to kill John Cho like <sighs> while he's having a very deserved renaissance, but this is a big gamble and it might not work out for him. And maybe, you know, maybe he ends up being the one good thing. And so Mm -hmm. he doesn't get, he doesn't take the fall, you know? Yeah. Could go a long way if these actors really act their part, you know? And it can, I think that's why a lot of people let the CW stuff slide for all of its cheese is like, they see the representation of a character that they love well enough and so Mm -hmm. that pushes them through just to see that right so i don't know uh i think the one good thing we're going to get out of this yoko kano having us giving us new music that's yes still the the way i feel Um, yeah but i saw a lot of commentary being like i'm on board now because of the music i was like okay maybe that'll be enough to carry it for a while who knows (sighs) Well, come at me in the comments. It's fine. You can disagree. <laughs> I don't care. I think this is going to be hot garbage uh, until I'm proved otherwise. And maybe, and I would love to be proved otherwise. So, yeah, we might have to rethink our stance on, uh, you know, adaptations if this proves to be something excellent. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, all right. Well, I might as well get to the other film news before we get sure. all into gaming. Basically, um, the Spider-Man teaser 
fan yes. Spider-Man teaser. Did you yes. get to watch that? I did. I did. I thought they did an excellent job of describing how we're getting to a little bit of the multiverse aspect in the next Spider-Man here. I, and I don't I mean, feel like that's a spoiler. Just, but if it is, tell me so. I mean, I'm not going to go uh, like well, too much look, crazy farther, Doctor, but well, yeah, we'll just say that Doctor Strange is literally named Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Okay. True. Okay. So that's All right. Out so there. yeah, but we know we know Marvel Cinematic Universe is going towards a multiverse stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to ignore that they've been hinting at this, obviously most strongly in uh, Loki. And I mean, mm -hmm. we even got a little taste of it in like Endgame where, you know, Doctor Strange is kind of sifting through their possible futures yep. and telling Tony Stark, we've got one shot at this. So, so yeah, okay, all right. Multiverse, yeah. not a secret. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, I'm excited for this. I think it looks mm -hmm. cool. I think it's yeah. kind of an odd setup the way they do it in the trailer with uh like i didn't see that coming exactly dr strange talking mm, to peter and helping peter out in this way and that's going to be the thing that it seems a little um irresponsible for the sorcerer su supreme yeah unless i mean it seems that way in the trailer but i mean we're getting two minutes of a full movie yeah Wherein yes. this might not actually be how, you know, this, this might all just be a dream. I don't know. It could be like 80s and Dallas and who shot JR? Nope, it was just a dream. Now there's a spoiler. <laughs> From the 1980s, yep. the decade I was born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I did also think that too while I was watching it. I was sort of like. For someone who is so careful in Endgame about, you know, not messing with timelines and, you know, yeah. kind of looking ahead and trying to be responsible, this did seem very irresponsible of him. I did also think it was um, an interesting premise in the, the trailer that um, that Peter Parker was having such a hard time with his, you know, revealed identity. And as we see from things like Avengers, like that's that's not the case for other Avengers. Like right. Tony Stark basically held a press conference and said, hey, I'm Iron Man. Check me out. Yep. And his life was his life. But like for Peter, it all changes. Yep. Well, I mean, that was always I mean, it was in the movies. It was in the comics. It was in the cartoon. Mm -hmm. It was always that was part of. Peter Parker's thing was mm -hmm. that if I struggle, if, if the villains know who I am, then they're going to use my loved ones against me. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a facet that is less used with other superheroes for whatever reason, you know, right. Um, right. it's just something they've chosen to tackle with, right. uh, with Spider-Man, which is crazy because when you think about Iron Man three, like that was part of the premise is like yeah. Tony gives out his address and he's like, come get me. And it's like super irresponsible because then, you know, obviously yep. they do come get him and then he uh, puts pepper in harm's way. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, unlike Kawi Bebop, the adaptation where I'm basically all pessimistic, I'm, I'm worried, but hopeful here 
Like, I think yeah. it's really cool. We're seeing, you know, we got Doc Ock back. Looks like yeah. Green Goblin is back. Yes. And Tom Holland, Blabbermouth Tom Holland has said that it's just the tip of the iceberg. We've mm -hmm. already heard rumors of other Spider-Mans returning yes. and all this stuff. Yep. Um, I'm just worried all the multiverse stuff is going to get really messy mm -hmm. and they're going to maybe get too fan servicey or they're going to get too, it's going to get convoluted some way. But I'm hopeful that it doesn't because yeah, uh, it was cool to see uh, Doc Ock back and stuff. And I agree. I love Alfred Molina and I loved his mm -hmm. Doc Ock. And unfortunately, I felt like he got a bit of a subpar movie to be in. Like he acted, what? acted his ass off. Wait, what? And I, I think he got to one argument. Let's go. Okay. What, what, okay. You didn't like Spider-Man 2? I didn't think it it was as good as it could have been. I, I don't think it's Spider-Man 3, which is just like a pile of garbage that should be set on fire. I, I will not care if anybody asks me on that. Like, Tobey Maguire walking down the street in his weird emo dance, whatever. Billy Maguire, should, yeah. Billy should Maguire. never be, have, be seen by anyone on camera, on film, on any medium. Like that, that movie was a pile of garbage. But yeah, no, I, I had a hard time with Spider-Man 2. Um, I just. We need to watch this again. We need to watch it again. <laughs> Maybe you don't remember. So you think the first one is the best of those three? I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. I felt like mm. there was like the most at stake. I love Uncle Ben. Mm. Like there no. was just, there was. I didn't need to see Uncle Ben again. No, you didn't love Peter. Uncle Ben. Peter. No, he was great like was, as Uncle Ben. I just don't want to. That was like that. so that was like the most emotion I've seen from Tobey Maguire in a very long time when he was like He's actually sitting about Uncle Ben. Yeah, I know. But it felt like decently real. <laughs> OK, so Renato, he is with me here. OK, Spider-Man 2 is uh, is a goat. Is goat. And, um, is goat he says, what if James wait, Franco's wait, wait. Hobgoblin? Wait, and I'm going to say James Franco's canceled, so he's not going to be there. I'm saying that right now. See, that, so that was part of the problem I had with Spider-Man 2 was like James Franco and Mary Jane. Like that whole relationship and like let's hide it from Peter and like him just yeah. being like this doesn't totally screw over my best friend who I know has been in love with her. For like, I don't know. I just... But it's setting up like, that he's not as good of a person as you'd figure. I you know? guess, I guess. But I just found it really highly unbelievable that they've been like best friends for that long and he could make that big of a dick move. Like, I just, I just did not enjoy that at all. Sure. Like I said, Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, like the actual Spider-Man parts was like loving you know what I mean? Like, like Peter, like I, I, okay. I liked Spider-Man parts. I less liked the Peter Parker and like his drama parts. But that's always the problem with those because I don't like. Sure. Wire. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I mean, Fair. I, like he, you know, none of them have been particularly Spider-Man in my opinion. None of the actors, I think maybe Ooh, honestly the closest is maybe Andrew Garfield. I did like him. You know, which I thought yeah, he they, got they made him in terms of like Spider-Man movies like they made like him the look way more I feel hipster. like Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. 
The way I feel like Alfred Molina got robbed, like, I feel like Andrew Garfield got robbed of, like, good movies around him and his acting. I think, um, you know, I thought those movies in general were... Like Uncle Ben Rice better. (laughs) (laughs) I think think the Amazing Spider-Man movies were better than they were given credit for to begin with. Yeah. I think that they were pretty darn cool. I think it was a problem of just Sony needing to keep the license to make Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. And so needing to always make a Spider-Man movie and then reboot, reboot, reboot. And that's why I was so uninterested Mm -hmm. in seeing Spider-Man with Tom Holland to begin with. It's like, I don't, you know, and it ended up being fine. You know, I know a lot of comic book purists are not a big fan of Tom Holland. I know it's, um, but I'm fine with this youthful version, you know? Mm -hmm. So, do you also feel like the problem with Andrew Garfield's movies was that they focused on Gwen instead of Mary Jane? And I feel like such in the in the mainstream, like Mary Jane is the character that most like people can identify. Do you but know what I mean? Like of his girlfriends. Then, you know? I know, but I'm just saying, like, do you do you feel like for mainstream audiences, like Gwen Stacy was like problem? I think it was probably confusing to some people. Like, mm-hmm. why is Mary Jane blonde? I bet was yeah. a lot of the conversation, you know? Right. Um, and, oh, wait, it's not. Wait, it's not Mary Jane. I'm, uh, you know, being confused that way. Yeah. But but I, I feel like a lot of people were probably OK with it because Emma Stone was kind of coming, you know, into her own then and right. kind of a, getting to be a bigger deal. So and then they were a real life couple yep. at the time, I think. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was hard. It was always going to be hard for her to be Gwen Stacy because in the horrible, horrible not to be watched Spider-Man three, we got Gwen Stacy, but we got like slutty Gwen Stacy who was like worming her way in and like breaking up Spider-Man and Mary Jane. And then we like pivoted to a movie where it was like Gwen Stacy's his girlfriend, like how adorable and like Mm. can't make that pivot. Could After be. you've just yeah. introduced her as like a homewrecker, basically. Sure. I don't even I don't even remember. She was was it Bryce Dallas Howard? It was, yep. Okay. Also a yeah. person who you look at and you're like, why are you blonde? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um it's Spider-Man's had a tumultuous past. I mean, we we talk often how like now superhero movies don't get the same leeway that the older ones did. You know, because but Spider-Man was a big deal. Like, you yeah. know, that was really the start of when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to get, you know, superhero movies were really getting in the getting going that next men, obviously. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for whatever that whatever we get here. I hope that it's a lot of fun. It'll be cool. I just hope they're they're careful with it. And um, I don't know. I'm just surprised to hear you not like Spider-Man, too, I guess, when it comes down to it. So. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it on TV if it like flicked on, but I wouldn't like go seek it out. You're going to come over and watch it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> OK, <only watch> it. <laughs> because Ashley's in the same area as you where she's like, I love those movie where were cheesy. I'm like, no, you don't remember that. You do not remember it. Right. OK, but but three, you have to give me three. Well, yeah, but now okay. because of it, we have the the bully Mag- yeah, that's, that's right. Gold, so that is that is that is pure comedy gold. Yep. But 
Oh, that dance. All right. We're we're that's our Marvel talk for the week. Well, there'll be a little more Marvel here coming up, yep. actually, but it's going to be video game related. So um, we'll get into the video gaming things. Spider-Man 2. Um, we were just talking about, well, Psychonauts mm -hmm. 2 is yeah. now available. Uh, it's been many years since the first one came out. And now we have the second one, finally. Uh, it's available on Game Pass right now. Go ahead and play it. I haven't gotten there yet, but the reviews are glowing, you know? So if you're interested in an action platformer that kind of like humorously and tactfully deals with mental health uh, issues, then uh, it's probably a good game for you. So, yeah. Um, it's on Game Pass now, and Xbox, not coincidentally, I suppose, had their showcase kind of kind of opening up Gamescom. It's considered their Gamescom event. And yes. did you did you get to watch this event at all? The Xbox? I watched a few. Okay. Like a few, few of the trailers. Trailers from it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But so, no, unfortunately I I do not have the extensive uh review that you've got going on here. Okay. Well we're just getting into this weird thing where the video game industry needs to figure this out. Like mm -hmm. you don't need, don't hold an event. If you don't have a reason to hold an event, I think they're getting this thing where we're not yeah. doing this in person as much. We're interviewing people remotely or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have the, the expenses in there. Why don't we just do an event? Why don't we just do one? Right. Whereas all this stuff, would have been just as effective to just release every day or a couple a day on your YouTube channel, your mm -hmm. official Xbox blog, an interview. Right. Then people don't have to sit down for an hour and a half or whatever and watch through all this stuff. Much of it they may not be concerned with mm -hmm. or be interested in even remotely. Almost all of it not new. Yeah. Like you know, there was some cool stuff here. Almost none of it was new announcements, mm -hmm. you know, not like there was additions to games like Flight Simulator. They're really pushing into some preserving plane history, you know, and so they're dealing with they're scanning like well-known planes in local regions uh, down to the T. And so they get in they get. Yeah. So like in Germany, there's this plane that was there's only like one left. And so they they're going and they scan the interior and the outside and now you can fly it in the game and they actually talk to one of the few people that flew one that's alive still Shut that up. is that's uh awesome. yeah to get input and like how it felt and how it sounded and like are we doing this accurately and it's sort of a a digital preservation of you know avionics history in this way and so they're going to keep doing that they're like they're going to find this is a ship this plane has a specific name and it's only really known locally and they're mm -hmm. going to kind of do this throughout the world um and i i love that kind of thing it's like the assassin's creed people being used their game being used to help rebuild the cathedral in france right. you know like that stuff is really cool that so, is really cool yeah when you started off talking about it, i was like a little skeptical about all of this but it sounds amazing actually yeah and a lot of like a lot of pilots ex-pilots ex-military they love playing flight sim for the authenticity and the accuracy sure. and they get their whole thing and 
I think that it's what they're doing here is really cool. But a lot of people aren't going to care about Flight Sim. And so we could have just put this video in a yeah. in a blog post. Um, same thing they're doing with Age of Empires in a way. They're doing some like segments about history. So they kind of showed one talking about mm -hmm. trebuchets and how they work and whatever, you know. That's cool. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, I won't go through it all other than to say there were some cool things in there. They showed Signalis again, which I'm very interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, Wasteland 3 DLC. I know Ashley's going to be very excited about, um, that kind of thing. But, yeah. Uh, otherwise a kind of a ho-hum event where you had to sit a long time to be, find something you're interested in. That's too um, bad. Yeah. I, uh, I get the impulse to kind of see if you can expand, uh, for people, you know, like your base or maybe have them find a new game that they wouldn't know about, you know, because, oh, normally I only play, you know, this kind of game, but, oh, this looks really interesting. I get that impulse, but I also think that you need to kind of curb yourself a little bit. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to do like these big wide ranging, um, you know, showcases, you got to keep it tighter because people don't want to sit through an hour of content just to see the one thing they want to see. Like yep. you can absolutely expand people's horizons, introduce them to new games, but you just have to do it in shorter increments because yep. by the time they get to the thing that maybe they would have thought was cool, you've lost them because they've been yep. waiting 45 minutes to see the thing that they want. And they're just like mentally tuned out. Keep it they're short, like 10, 15 minutes maximum. Yep. Or just like go through like quick bam, 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 like only do two games and then you're on to the next thing. Unless you're doing a like balls to the All wall new. event. Yeah. You yep. know, like, the, like, but then the everything e needs to be new. Like, it, you need yep. to have like, you know wow what I mean? Factor, like, exactly. Like large mass appeal, you know, that's, it's a different, different kind of thing. Exactly. You know, like, I'm looking right now, Sea of Thieves has a Twitter. They could have just put a, an update yeah. on there of their Sea of Thieves announcement, and everybody that was interested in Sea of Thieves would see yeah. it and be, and okay, cool. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, as games come, uh, like more officially gets kicked off today, mm -hmm. um, Jeff Keeley did his opening night live um, event for that. And uh, they based it on the German time zone, I believe. So, it can be still considered opening night live <laughs> even though it's afternoon for us right um this event was really really i thought riding pretty high like mm -hmm. it was uh going well we were getting big reveals they were keeping up keeping a good pace probably halfway through or something it really started to fall apart and there were good a things turn. in there later yeah it took a turn it needed to be an entire hour less Okay. Like for sure, an hour less. How long um, did it end up being? You know, I was just trying to think of that. It was, um, it was at least two hours. Okay. So cut it in half. Yeah, cut it in half. Cut it in half. Um, because we did get new stuff. We got a Saints Row reboot. Yeah. Um, Dream Cycle. Never heard of that before by the Laura Croft creator. Mm -hmm. Marvel Midnight Suns, which they, I don't think I'm going to like the game, but they have a really cool trailer for it. Yeah, it looked great. Mm -hmm. um, Call of Duty Vanguard. I'd been mm -hmm. hearing that people weren't super excited, but it looked really cool. Mm -hmm. um, they showed some gameplay. 
Um, they even got in like smaller games like Cult of the Lamb, which looks adorable. And um, um, let's see, All Last Trials looks scary. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Mm-hmm. But this then after a while, it started to like my big th- my big thing is they sporadically gave out awards. Saw this <laughs> best game award for Xbox, PC, Nintendo, and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think in that order. And what are you talking about? Best game? They're not out. How do you know <laughs> their best game? What uh... is this? I just was flabbergasted and then sure. <laughs> like and then um uh what's his name uh George R. R. Martin it's a Soulsborne-esque game Elden Ring um oh. that one was nominated for a couple of them and lost as best game on some of the platforms except then I got to PlayStation I guess there wasn't anything else very good so then it won <laughs> I, I just but you've not played the game you don't know right right and it wasn't best in show okay because often it's that like what's your best showing what game sure came sure. to the event and like showed off the best looks most promising we're most excited for right you know so you got still that like the, anticipatory like we think yeah. but we don't know yeah so you got the people from 343 accepting the halo the award for halo being the best xbox game when we have no idea, they just announced that you can't play it in co-op and there's no forge mode. I'm like, <laughs> we just like ripped this apart last week when we were like, uh, so Halo gonna yep. like be released, you know, without some core functionality. Yep. Uh, it's been retooled so much in, in reaction to like harsh criticisms. Like how is this best game now? Yeah. Right. I didn't even watch this and I'm already baffled. Yeah, it's it's very weird. They they said this poor lady on there, their German elements to a German show to like give these meaningless awards. Oh man. And then introduce like a tree tree growing program. Oh, like, oh no. Oh no. I felt bad for her. So Yeah, I see that here. Poor Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Marty cringing on the inside for her. Yeah. <laughs> And it was interesting. Nintendo basically wasn't there. Um, but otherwise, I like the show. I mean, it just the second half really needed to be gone. Sure. Um, Her- Horizon Forbidden West got a release date February 18th. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Lindsay Sterling um, performed, which was good. Oh, fun. I'll have to check that out. So, I do enjoy her. So, yeah. I highly recommend people check out their youtube feed probably and see all the trailers to all the things that just got watch if you have to watch the stream watch the first half of it and then just yeah look away (laughs) yeah absolutely so otherwise good job jeff um i just Mm -hmm. have to say jeff you say about not a boot we know you're canadian good lord and um (laughs) Maybe you and Kojima should just bone at this point. Like, I just really, <laughs> you guys, I know you got a thing going. So um, release that tension, Jeff. Um, the uh, But then it would be over like a TV show. It's uh, the tension that keeps you hooked. That's right. We <laughs> talked about that. Yep. No, Ashley and I were joking because, like, I don't care if you say a boot, but he says doing a presentation he says about a lot 
And so I'm just saying, can we have like a swear filter, but Canadian <laughs> version? So it just like beeps and I don't have to hear him say a boot every other minute. Ugh. She get a, a shocker for him, like a dog collar. Just no, Jeff. <laughs> that's a real yeah. audience participation right there. Yep. All right. So that's uh, that's Gamescom. I think there's more of it coming uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's uh, excellent. This was just the kickoff. So we'll see what else we get. But um, all right. We're going to get spoilery now. We're mm-hmm. going to move into Kingdom, the Netflix television show. Um, yeah, season one, season two mm-hmm. is already out. There's also yes. a film out and yeah. season three is incoming. Yes. So this was on uh, producer Alan's recommendation. And um, what'd you think of it? Well, I say well recommended, Alan, uh, because I quite enjoyed this show. And I felt like I enjoyed it even more because Chris did his classic like drop in in the middle of an episode and demand that I explain it to him Mm. and then like got really into it and watched it going forward. So it was really helpful for me when he like sort of dropped in halfway through episode two. And I was like, here's, here's everything that I need to catch you up on. And then I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Like, so I feel like I know this better myself now because like I had to explain not only how, like surprise this is a zombie show i've said it before um how like zombies were made uh but also like the whole political intrigue that was going on with like the royal family yes so i felt like that really helped me because this show does not like give you room to catch up it's just like wham like we're right in the middle of everything like keep up or get out and I yep. do enjoy that because it's not like constantly reminding you of everything that's going on. It just like leaves you to figure it out. And I think that was a good job um, on the writer's parts of just like trusting you to like go along with it. Yeah. But I mean, being said, it was helpful to like recap it for somebody else. Right. Well, maybe you can recap it for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I there were definitely were. It definitely is uh, a thing with a lot going on, a lot of places mm-hmm. um, that you're, you know, unfamiliar with, basically. And yeah. so they're they're throwing you in um, into the deep end. But uh, what you know, like grounded it all was really enjoyable characters. Yes. Like a good mm-hmm. cast of characters. Um, and did you, because I started season two. I, I have season... seen... I've seen like half an hour of the first episode and then had a baby to tend to. So I was like, all right, I can't. How did season one end? So season one ends on a really great cliffhanger where we've been building up to like a a big zombie confrontation, big zombie horde confrontation. Yes. And it's about to happen. But and our main characters are ready and they think they're like going to get rid of a huge part of this zombie horde that's been building up. But they get surprised into like the zombie horde is way bigger than they initially thought, which is a problem. But also 
one of the interesting premises for zombies because of course you have to have like different rules for zombies in different shows right this show has zombies um can't can't like do sunlight that's their deal it's kind of like i am legend like sunlight and they're gone but at the end of the season there are zombies moving around in the sunlight and our characters are like flabbergasted until they realize it's not the sunlight, but the warmth, the temperature that they can't stand and flee from during the day. So that was like our big reveal as the zombie horde comes charging in full daylight at our main characters and then end season one. And then season two picks up and like goes forward right right from that moment but i won't i won't say anything else about season two other other than we just pick up yep okay i just want to know if we got to the really really sad moment or not so that's what i wanted no i i didn't get to a really really i mean you didn't didn't start crying then you didn't (laughs) there were there were definitely some sad moments in season one for sure um and some some heart-wrenching moments but yeah no i haven't gotten to like the big big whatever you saw that wrenched your heart. Yep. So the, the thing for me with this show that is, um, is cause I'm, we've talked before how about being tired, tired of zombies. Yeah, so absolutely. We talking last week about zombies jumping the shark with walking dead or whatever. Um, yet they've kept coming in games and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but in this, uh, I thought the, element that was different about it that worked was how it related or how this would affect the the korean royalty and how it would be treated because a lot of this stems from um the is the king Mm -hmm. around or not what's going on with the king and knowing that um he's alive but he's not alive yeah yeah knowing how important that is um to everyone and that structure Mm -hmm. and then having a family trying to take advantage of that and everything is, um, um, was a, was a critical element of the show being, being different. Yeah. I really loved the way I got surprised in the scene where the King as a zombie is fully revealed to both the viewer and to like the Royal advisors. Because I definitely thought that these royal advisors were being invited in to see the king and um, the the clan that's trying to take over uh, the Cho clan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, There's so another, I, it's a Cho something clan. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I thought that he was going to have the king like eat them or they were going to be slaughtered, you know, like... Because you know when when somebody has like been hiding something for so long and then they finally are like, okay, everybody, come see it. You're like, oh, shit, that's never a good sign. Like, bloodbath, you're all about to be dead. But I got really surprised in the way he handled it. He was like, he's dead, but also here you see the king. He is alive and moving, you know, would dare strike down this divine being and body and can you deny the truth of your eyes that he is up and moving and it was just so like it was so like well done in terms of like this is the way it would work 
yeah. in this culture. Kind of Absolutely. Makes sense I mean, literally what they were trying to do was bring bring people back to life. Yeah. And so in their mind, he is alive. This right. Is, you know, exactly. And of course, selfish ambitions are going to, you know, keep you right. from considering alternatives. Right. You know, but still in like, a different way. But yeah. But it, it absolutely like subverts your expectations as the viewer because like I said, we're trained that whenever somebody like capitulates and says like, oh, you can see this this dirty secret I've been hiding, it usually means they're about to die because yep. like you get let in on the thing, but that you can't live. Yep. And this was just like a really great way that they were just like, surprise, like you're going to live because you agree with this basic premise that, you know, our society is built on. But you're also like absolutely terrified and are yep. just going to follow whatever I say. It was it was well done. I loved it. Yeah. Um, other things I really like about it. I like the um, the relationship between uh, Prince Lee and Muyong, his guard. Yes. Um, I thought that that was a really good. I, I like how their bond kind of grows over mm -hmm. time and. Um, one of my favorite elements of the show. I like uh, um, the doctor woman. Yes. Sobe or whatever that um, she's in the picture right now. I think that she's really good always. Um, you know, she's always figuring it out first, kind of. Mm -hmm. She's the one to, you know, she's she's on the ball. She's looking for the the journal or whatever. She's figuring it out. She's trying the things, you know, she's hearing she's, people she you know figuring out the meat yep mm -hmm. i mean i saw that coming but I, i've seen other things you know like it would be hard to imagine that uh at the time you know in yeah. that kind of situation so um what else i love the uh i i think that this show unlike kawi bebop probably is filmed really well like the sure. cinematography of this show is uh, is really on point. I mm -hmm. think from the opening scenes, we see that um, it's well, it's well lit. It's beautiful. Um, it's like not mo not filmed in with the modern Western sense of like move the camera all the time kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like they do take moments and have a camera sitting still for once. Yep. Um, that kind of thing. Um, and then the costuming is really good. I'm like, I want one of those hats. <laughs> any of the, basically any of those hats, except the ones in the picture right now. If you're a video viewer, I'm not. You're not into those. Those hats. Okay. Like all the guards and stuff. I So I have young. to say, I would take this hat over the like lunch paper bag okay. white one okay sure <laughs> that's that the um Anyang, like i think is his name have. yeah it's, yeah uh, it's a little much for me but yes like the crown prince and his guard they've got some wicked hats mm -hmm. if only i had a hat head Ugh, i look silly in hats unfortunately <laughs> but see but I don't know if or maybe I just haven't found my hat you yet. Maybe right I need one. to try one of these. You got to feel you got to feel comfortable with it, too. <laughs> you know, if you're feeling awkward about it, it will. I'm telegraphing will it to across. everyone. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm going to walk around with this hat that's too small for my head with a like <laughs> fine mesh and two giant feathers and just gonna deal with it. Gonna you need a string it. of beads as well. Yep. Can't forget mm -hmm. the beads. Um, uh, so being that there are zombies on our screen right now for video viewers, what do you think of the kingdom's zombies? Like they're fast moving. Mm -hmm. They which are the scary ones, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. So did you feel like they were realistic? Did you feel like their limitations, you know, like they can't swim? Um, they were we thought afraid of sunlight, but now we know it's like temperature that they can't deal with, like how quickly they they bite and attack people and how quickly people are turned to zombies. Do you feel like the zombie mythology, the lore here, does it work for you? Do you like this or do you prefer kind of other zombie shows? Um, I think that they I think these are well balanced zombie rules. OK, I think. I mean, I think that nothing hardly beats The Walking Dead in terms of zombie realism, mm, mm -hmm. just in how well they do decay. Yeah. And like really messed up everything. These are more and look, they're fresher, mm -hmm. right? You know, um, so that's that. But these look more like, you know, people in messed up makeup running around, you know, sure. Um so we'll see. Maybe they decay more as the series moves on or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I like I like the rules and parameters that like it, you know, and then they gave us the big twist. Yep. Fast zombies are scary zombies. They are. Um, we didn't have too many. We didn't have too many moments where it was like we did have some kids like, Mom, what are you doing? You know, but oh, that was the worst. Many, yeah. Um. What do, what do you think? What do you think of the, the rules and parameters they've set for these? Yeah, I dig it. Um, like like you, I always think the fast zombies are the scary zombies. Um, of course, they sort of have to temper it a little bit where like in some scenes, they seem a little like supernaturally fast. And mm. then in others where our heroes are clearly meant to get away, they're sort of like normal people fast. Mm. So it's it's hard because you have to like sort of you know, they're fast and scary, but not too fast that you can't outrun them because, of course, you have to give people, like, a chance to escape, yeah. you know? So it's it's hard to, like, find that balance, I think. But the show overall does well with that. Um, like you, I loved the twist where it was like, oh, shit, they can't handle temperatures. We thought it was sunlight. We thought we were safe. What happens in winter now? Like, you know, that's going to be... A, a season change like what do we what do we do um yep. so that was that was particularly interesting to me um i do so i i don't think it's kingdom's problem in particular i think it's like maybe like like a general issue i find it interesting when zombies can do things really fast or jump over things and go crazy they can do here but then they can't swim like why not right. like it's a, it's need just to like, like right like it's just like a muscle memory just like running is so why wouldn't zombies be able to swim i don't i, mean, I don't know why like i just well, i i find that like incongruous whereas like shuffling zombies like 
They can't get their limbs moving fast enough to, like, tread water. Totally get that. Like, those zombies can just, like, drown in a puddle or whatever. That's fine. But, like, fast-moving zombies, I just feel like if they can run, they can swim. Um, I don't... So... Uh, one, I think that in this show, there's more to the water. Like, they don't even want to touch the water. Like, they're... Well, a bunch of them, like, weird. fall off the bridge in that in their, like, one scene, and then they just, like, run out of the water because it's, you know, not... It's oh, too they? shallow. Yeah. Okay. Because you remember later in the cavern or in the yes. valley there, they don't even want to... Cross the water. into the yep. little shallow pond. Yep. So that was, like, so. a little incongruous... Where I was like, I'm not sure about our water rules here. But then, mm. like, a bunch of zombies drowned in that, like, deep lake mm -hmm. that Prince and his guard were swimming away from them. And they, like, made it to the other side because the zombies drowned. So, I don't okay. know. Maybe maybe the show just hasn't quite made up his mind about, like, whether they can or can't cross water. But, yeah, well, I just I find that interesting. I mean, I always think, like, how can you not swim, right? Because yeah. you're in the water and you just kick. You just do it. Like you, I mean, in just your like head, running. You're like, like you well, just in your head, you like need to go obviously in a direction. You push <laughs> away from you, you know, kind of thing. Um, but people drowned that can't swim. It's like yeah. when Samwise is like Frodo has. It's like <laughs> it's, like weights in your feet, you know. It's Come on, slow, Sam. like yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so. Boy. But yeah, people drown. And so I don't know. I think it's like a panic maybe or something. And then real young kids or something like that panicking and then not, you know, putting a couple things together. Yeah. But um, zombies, especially these, seem very unintelligent. Like they're not like clam clambering on top of one another to get over gates. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not sure. like in World War Z where they're just I was like just gonna bring that up, mouth. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're literally just smashing their bodies into the wall. Like mm -hmm. they're I, I like the, the way that they're they're fast in here, but they have Mindless. no sense. Yeah, they have like no sense of intelligence. It's like literally just a hunger. And it's almost just like there's a thing that moves. I will throw my body at it and hopefully right. be able to chomp it. Um and so I think with the water. I mean, one, you it would like fill you, it fill your lungs and everything. So you're a lot heavier. Um, and uh, if you're just flailing, it's that flailing motion and doesn't get anything for you, you know? Yeah, um, it just it just feels like if your body could do the mechanics of running, like why can't it do the mechanics of swimming? You know what I mean? Like, like what is the difference? What is how much more thought is well, there really? Kids just automatically learn to walk, right? I mean, you obviously help them along. You do. You do figure, have to help them, though. You know, but like, but if you if you if you just left a kid and you gave gave him food and stuff or whatever, you know, for five years, you're telling me that kid wouldn't learn to walk. All right, I'm experimenting on my daughter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Proving but, a point for a podcast. Check in with me in five years. <laughs> swimming. If I feel like if that was a a thing. Like swim, if you're born on a small piece, you know, it's all surround you're on a little island surrounded by water and stuff. I feel like a large percentage of those kids would just drown. I don't know. Unless unless there was someone that, you know, got a little older and then taught the others to, mm -hmm. you know, to swim. 
yeah, see, Alan says, got to take those kids to their walking lessons. You don't have to go for walking lessons. because you, <laughs> It's so simple because we live above water. We're, you know, but swimming, it's not our natural habitat. So maybe lessons are involved. Generally. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I sort of get it, but I also just think like, I don't know why it's like that confounding to zombies who like have no mental capacity, but can run, but can't swim. Well, if we ever have the ability to create a zombie, we will test this. We will okay? definitely test this out. We'll test this. Yeah. And I'm happy to be wrong, but I just like, I don't know. Sometimes it just like doesn't jive with me that they can like move their bodies that way, but they can't move it another way. Well, I always like, especially the idea, for zombies like who can like leap and climb and stuff. You know sure. what I mean? Like they do show them doing like other things. So, but see, that's the thing. Do they, they don't hardly climb. They reach like if there's a foot, they reach, but they don't climb. Like they won't climb a ladder if it's there. I don't think they'd we, climb ladders. Did they do? Well, did we see a ladder though? They were climbing up the walls. The people were, they were throwing down ladders for them and stuff. Right. And then eventually they're like, no, we got to get him off the walls. And they would shoot the people and stuff that were on the walls. Yeah. Up. Because like, it wasn't just, like a fear of the zombies getting up the ladder because they well, just wouldn't. Well, the soldiers didn't because they didn't know what was going on. But like, remember the. Oh, my gosh. So the guy who like basically causes this zombie outbreak, our, our soldier guy who's like elite tiger hunting force. I cannot remember his name right now. And I feel really terrible. Uh, I feel like Shin. they say it. They say it's so little, though. Okay, thank you. So he, when he's, like, barricading the, everybody inside, um, like, the, the healing center, mm -hmm. they put, like, spikes and everything up top to stop zombies from getting in. Like, up on the roof of everything, like, they have, like, mm. all of those spikes and everything everywhere. So I don't know. That says to me that zombies climb or they were at least worried about the potential possibility for them to be climbing. Yeah, for sure. The latter. I mean, if I was preparing, I'd be like, I would be prepared. Like if they're going to. But these zombies are going to be able to climb, you know, or whatever. Yeah, they could. You don't want to not have that set. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, it's right. World they're Z like zombies. pouring over the. Yeah, pouring mm -hmm. over the ceilings. Where was a movie yeah. zombies? Yeah. Uh, Renato says uh, land of the dead zombies just crossed along the lake floor. And that I was, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That's what I like. I was, I was going to mention pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Just with the skeletons and stuff. Right. But I always thought that so would good. be the case. They just sink and then just and keep then it's crawling yeah, on right. the bottom. They don't need they air. You're right. So but that's why when they didn't <laughs> touch, want to put their toe in the small crick. I'm yeah. like, okay, there's like something in them. That's like, abhorrently resistant to the water sure and um yeah it's just, uh, i it's think in little... season two i think it's in season two you find out a little more about that okay season one just might be a little inconsistent they might just be kind of deciding how they want to yeah. treat water because like i said they get knocked off the bridge and they're like climbing out of the water and it's fine and then of course at the end of season one we've got the battle where they're like on the rafts but mm -hmm. they haven't like totally unmoored them from the dock and the zombies just like run on there. Like it's no big thing. But going, but falling off of a bridge into water is not a choice. 
That's true. That's you know, they're true. like if you're like knocked into the water. Oh, but crap, they but they also know? like seemed just like okay. I'm just like running away from the water now. It wasn't like yeah, Wah, water. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It it might just been like the quick moment that they just didn't have time sure. to like show a reaction. Really, there's a lot of shows we find that are not completely consistent. So yeah, yeah and I mean gotta... I'm sure being in part of the writer's room like you're just thinking like we are developing our zombie lore like you know mm -hmm. maybe we have a moment here but now we're going to clarify it down the road so yep um i loved having characters to hate um mm. you know the leader uh, uh you know hakcho of that mm -hmm. family there is terrible i want you yeah mm -hmm. um but like and so I, I like that he still has depth. Everyone seems to have yes. depth. A lot of people have ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. um, we keep learning more and more about people's pasts that mm -hmm. uh, make them more interesting. It's kind of like I wasn't expecting to like um, Young Shin at first, you know, giving people yes. the meat, you know, and stuff. But you learn, you know, like, yeah, he really is a survivor. Like he's a he's a soldier. He's been through a lot. He's seen some some tough things he's got a chip on his shoulder but mm -hmm. like he does care about the people yeah you know his fellow people and does a lot to to help them and protect them so and then you've got the i i love seeing the the upper class it like really addresses shows well the the class system that mm -hmm. is uh like still a big deal in korea with um how the higher ups treat and view the rest of society right and um you know the callous unaware nature of uh, like that one guy that's so terrible that's really into silby uh he's always oh over. yeah the magistrate yeah he's the he's <laughs> the nephew yeah he's so yes. terrible and uh you know They'll be like sitting and eating these like delicacies or whatever in front of people that yeah. are starving and have no food. Um, I like all I like all those those he, elements. He strikes me as a character who's going to grow like he might not ever be like a sympathetic character and you might not ever like him, but he's already shown like some glimmers of like remorse for being so ignorant of, sure. you know what I mean? Like when they were, when they were on the ship and fleeing and all the nobles are like, you know, leaving, leaving basically the peasants to die at, at sundown and the next zombie attack. He's the only one who's like, Ooh, like, I don't know if I feel right about this. Like, was this okay? And like, it's too late. You're already on the boat, asshole. Mm -hmm. Like you yeah. left. You shouldn't really be showing like some regret now. But he was the only one who at least like said it out loud. I don't yep. know. So yep. I just feel like maybe there's going to be some growth there, even if we don't ever actually like him. Well, definitely has the most room to grow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if I mean, he's, he's got a low, low floor and yeah. a long way to go up. So yep. <laughs> might not be saying much, but I mean, I feel like he is going to grow. Yeah. Well, what else do we have to say about about Kingdom? I mean, do we have anything real negative or um, something we're pretty disappointed by or anything like that? Ooh. Um, I guess not so far. I. 
hope that they can i mean of course i haven't seen season two so i don't know moving forward if i'm going to be disappointed by something um but i hope that they can keep to this sort of like short season you know like moving among multiple characters Hmm. format because i felt like everybody got decent screen time and they got but they also got little of it enough that i was still surprised by characters Okay. Like, let's talk about the queen for a second. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, for the first, you know, probably four episodes, maybe even into five, wasn't sure where she was going to land with everything. You know what I mean? Like, I know she was, um, like, she didn't particularly care for the crown prince, which fine. But I didn't know where she landed on, like, how much do I know about the king being a zombie? How much am I in mm. on it? How much am I complicit? How much am I complicit with my father's plan to, like, take over, you know, and make my child the heir? Like, you know, I I didn't know exactly where she was going to land. And then I felt like in the last two episodes, it was like, okay, shit. Like, she's all in. Like, she's really complicit. She's, spoiler alert, uh faking her whole pregnancy like it was great like i i up until that point you know i knew i didn't like her but i didn't know how much i was going to not like her until the end and i thought that was well done yep absolutely no she's she's good i uh i don't remember if this happens in season one or two so i won't bring it up but yeah she does the she does a Oh, it's definitely in season two, actually. So, okay. um, but yeah, she does a, a fantastic job. Um, oh, news, incoming news. Do 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 do. Kingdom was supposed <laughs> to be eight episodes per season, but they went over budget and had to cut back to Ooh. six, says Alan. And I like that. Great, yeah. I right. love it. Don't don't stretch it too far. Like there was one keep of the it, biggest. Keep it tight um, and concise. Yep, I'm. They should have done that for the marvel netflix shows mm-hmm. you know go yep. over budget so you have to cut episodes or something because it's like um yeah I, I i like that too it doesn't need to be going on forever i feel like there's always stuff something going on progress is made all the time yep so because yep, other shows I... they sit in the, they sit in this time they they take time or they take a whole episode to explore someone's past or whatever mm-hmm. as opposed to like having to be, you know, responsible with it and like cut it in amongst mm-hmm. things and make, you know, transition from someone's emotions or experiences in the past, right. like now. And like, so you can see how that's affecting him in the moment and like that kind right. of thing. Exactly. And if, and if you're going to spend an entire episode on somebody's past, it better be like the best thing mm-hmm. because you're taking so much, you know what I mean? Like you don't have the time to dawdle. So yep. it better be like the most relevant, the most amazing, the you know, the best backstory to explain six different things rather than like one character. Yep. Cuz so. Young Young Shin, we found pretty quickly yeah. like they about his past. Like they didn't take long on it, you know, his rapid his, fire, yep. Yeah, like what happened to his village and that he wants like revenge yeah. now and Ugh. stuff basically, but like add a lot of depth and it didn't slow down the pace of the show at all. Agreed. So, and they also yeah. got in then. I, I mean, I don't. I try to know more about Korea, uh, being in Taekwondo. But mm-hmm. um, I 
also like the element of um like the japan korea thing yeah you know, mm -hmm. geopolitically like how close they are um and stuff and the constant conflict over the years i mean that was a i mean that's the impetus for the entire show basically yeah. is conflict there and being outnumbered and outmatched mm -hmm. um so yeah which we don't find out until the last episode which is excellent of the first season of course yep out of the show but yep so well good i'm glad it was the last episode of season one i didn't like fairy into season two accidentally there <laughs> i i i watched this uh, a couple weeks ago and already i and i haven't watched okay. it since so i'm ready to keep yeah. going but yeah i'm like a couple episodes in two so yeah, yeah yeah i uh i started season two and then um i was thinking about keeping going and then uh chris had to go take care of the baby and was like Oh no, no, like you're not gonna watch more, right? You're gonna pause it and I'm gonna because I wanna I wanna see what happens next. And I was like, ooh, I got him. I got another did, one. Did the show start in English for you too? No. Mm. For me it did. I'm like, did. wait a minute. Alan's Alan said this is a good show to watch <laughs> for some Hongul. And I'm like, wait a minute. And it took me a second. Their mouths aren't lining up and I changed the dialogue and it was fine. Oh, sure. But, no, yeah. no, it uh it Started right off with subtitles for me. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I feel like there's uh, probably something we missed, but we can cover that more when we finish mm -hmm. season two. And then you know, if we like that and we watch the movie and all that stuff, again, more we can talk about for sure. See where this all goes. See if they can maintain the, the pace and the mm -hmm. level of quality. I... So, it's always a question. <laughs> I do, so you know, obviously English, and then a little Spanish and some German. Yes. Yes, I do. Each time, do you pick a name in the language you're learning? Like, I did in, in the native language. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's that's. I mean, it just feels like what you should a person does. Like I did that in Spanish in high school. Yeah. That for Japanese or whatever as well. I didn't know what to do for a Korean name. I okay. picked one to honor a character in this show, and I won't say what it is until later. Is it but season two character? He, he, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Oh, Just man, John. I'll tell you later what my oh, chosen Korean name is. I'm the worst. I'm so impatient. Studies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel silly doing sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to just be just Juan in Spanish. You know? Yeah. Yep. Or I just, you know, it's more fun to pick a different name. Yeah. So. I think for Spanish, I picked Teresa. Okay. Nice. Mm -hmm. Better than uh, <laughs> people that picked Nacho. Yeah. Know? Right. There are so many people who did that. Yeah. I'm going to be Nacho. No, I'm my be Dorito. I don't have to like not be sure. I'm it's Joaquin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which is your gamer I mean, tag, and I love it. It's my gamer tag. It, it fits you. you. Know, I don't know why, it. but it does. It fits you. And I loved the. Um, I love when people are online and you're playing with them, and they're like saying it all wrong, Joaquin or something like that. God, that reminds me of that like terribly, like funny but awful, like progressive commercial where they're all trying to say 
quinoa. And they're all like, oh, what really? bean? Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah. with like the parents or something? Yeah, when they're like, we can't help you from turning yeah. in your parents or whatever. And like yeah. one guy, what they're is, trying what to say. What is this? Say that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Koino, <laughs> Kianwa, yeah. Joaquin. That's what that makes me think of. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, we're getting off track now, but uh, Kingdom, the Netflix show, season yes. one. I loved it a lot. Uh, thumbs up. Um, yeah, thumbs up. You know, we're not just so we should have a rating system. I don't know. Yeah. We want to come up with a rating system at some point, but... <laughs> You know, because thumbs Four are zombies taken. out of five. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. How many rock glasses, you know? Oh, how yeah. Many, how, many, how many fingers? Ooh, I like I mean, it. But yeah, not was... like thumbs. Like we got to. Right. Like, no, no, you know, like right. fingers of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. I dig it. OK, well, so you what? what's I mean, how many fingers is the max? How, what's the best? I um, mean, I mean, we're we're talking like a lowball glass, so we're only fitting like you know five six fingers of whiskey in here. I mean, but who pours five fingers of whiskey? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we might have to be limited by three. You know, maybe our scale says if it's five, it's too much. It's too. Ooh, I like I mean, that. We're getting complicated with ours now. It's yeah. like you're. It, it's excessive. Fast nine, excessive, five fingers, too much, yes. drunk. I love it. I love it. And three three is our perfect. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. We're going to change Delicious. the culture right now. That's right. We're going to, like, revolutionize <laughs> the rating systems. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 73. You should check us out here on Twitch, YouTube, uh, your favorite podcast directory, Facebook, Twitter, all those things. Like, share, subscribe. Please relieve reviews. That helps people, particularly on like podcast directories, to find us and and uh, everything like that. We normally do this every Wednesday. Uh, sometimes that changes, but it's it's weekly nonetheless. And follow us on Twitter for for scheduling information and stuff like that. Thank you to Killing the Flower for our theme song. You can find them on Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. So go ahead and check out their stuff. And I'm trying to stream more under the title of Gamecast on the Rocks. Um, Gwent, playing, uh, doing coffee breaks and Quake, uh, playing through that for the first time. So if you're interested in that, I'll be on, again, turn on notifications on Twitch. And I often play with my brother-in-law, Lucas333. That's Lucas with a K. Um, on Twitch, that's usually three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, often we're playing Fortnite. We played a little split gate. Um, so that's the new hotness. Maybe you want to check that out. So yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in, uh, for participating in chat and thank you, Andrea, for joining me. Of course. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>